I've been a little hesitant to talk about this, but I feel an obligation to at least let you think through the following argument. I do believe there's a conspiracy. I do believe there is a conspiracy to kill and render people of color, i.e., black people, brown people, less physically able, less mentally capable. I believe that the outward violence that we've seen black people exposed to is just the surface of an insidious and devious plan to weaken and to kill black and brown people, but particularly black people. And you may say that's crazy, and I'm just going to lay it out for your consideration. I believe it's being done through our food, through the use of what we call ultra-processed foods. These ultra-processed foods are high in calories, high in salt, high in sugar, which is associated with hypertension, diabetes, cardiovascular disease. And what do we see? We see black people have a higher incidence of hypertension, cardiovascular disease, diabetes, renal failure. And we wonder, how could it be that black people living side by side with white folks have a higher incidence of these diseases? We see it in maternal morbidity and mortality. We see it in neonatal morbidity and mortality. And you wonder what is going on. And a lot of people will say it's the stress that we live under. And I do believe that that can be a factor. But I think overwhelmingly the evidence is pointing to the use of ultra-processed foods. Um, the use and the eating and the availability of ultra-processed foods um, in black and brown communities. There are documented food deserts where it's difficult to find a grocery store that will have fresh fruits and vegetables. In black communities, there have been documented over-prevalence of fast food restaurants leading to a, what is referred to as food swamps. And so in a community where there are relatively few or no grocery stores and an abundance of fast food restaurants, black, black people are exposed to ordinary, extraordinary amount of processed foods. And you may ask, what exactly is a processed food? 
An ultra-processed food is taking the word food and stretching it. It is taking food substrates, mixing it with chemicals and colorings and flavors to come up with something that is not as nutritionist, but has a lot of calories, has a lot of sugar, has a lot of salt. It's easy to fix, ready to eat, convenient, and sometimes it's cheaper than real food. Can I give you an example of an ultra-processed food? Sure, let's think about this. Corn. Corn on a cob is an example of real food, minimally processed foods that you can um, roast, boil, eat in any way that you so choose. Now, if you process that and put it in a can, canned corn, canned corn is a processed food, but it's something that still allows you to recognize the original food. Canned corn essentially looks like corn that's been removed from the cob. An example of an ultra-processed food, so moving from natural or minimally processed corn to processed corn, corn on the cob, to a corn chip, corn chip is an ultra-processed food. A corn chip has very little resemblance to corn. A corn chip is manufactured by a food industry giant. Canned corn is ready to eat, it's palatable, it's it's sought after because of its taste, and it has very little nutritional value. So imagine someone growing and eating corn, minimally processed corn, and someone growing and eating processed, ultra-processed foods. And I'm really focusing on ultra-processed foods. These are the foods that have very little resemblance to natural foods. These are the foods that are created by large food companies. These are the foods that are designed, are designed to keep you away from eating what's natural, and what's wholesome. So it's the ultra-processed foods. Now, is this just a weird, radical theory of mine? No. A country that I look to when I'm evaluating ultra-processed foods is the country of Brazil. Brazil, which is considered a developing country, noticed that its citizens weren't dying of um, infections. They were dying of our chronic, uh, 
chronic diseases like hypertension and diabetes, and they saw the prevalence of these diseases on the rise, and then they decided that what they, meaning the Ministry of Health, decided that they would educate people about it's not necessarily the that what really mattered, let me put it this way, is how much the food was processed. And the greater the food was processed, the less nutritional value, the higher the calories, the increase the salt, the increase the sugar. And so they waged a major campaign campaign to educate their citizens about ultra-processed foods and how they should avoid it and how they should get back to basics, the basics foods and basic cooking um, and avoid these ultra-processed foods. On the other hand, ultra-processed large food industries are now embracing ultra-processed foods. They have created vegan options of ultra-processed foods. They're taking things like soy and chemicals and flavoring and additives and creating things that look like, taste like chicken, but it's not really chicken, to appeal to vegans who want to be plant-based. And so it's a terrible thing. It's a terrible thing that we're doing to ourselves, particularly to black people and brown people. And I am suggesting that we shouldn't fall for the rope-a-dope. We should be more conscious in about, we should be more conscious about eating natural foods with less processing. And though I believe being a vegan is optimal, I'd say at all costs, avoid the ultra-processed foods. And how can you tell an ultra-processed food? Well, one of the ways is by looking at the label. If there are multiple ingredients of chemicals that you can't pronounce, multiple ingredients of things that you don't normally have in your kitchen, that you don't cook with, odds are it's an ultra-processed food. And that's what you want to avoid for yourself. And most importantly, that's what you want to avoid giving your children. What's being seen is that these ultra-processed foods can lead to changes epigenetic changes that can be passed from mother to child. And so it's an insidious and dangerous thing that can have long-term effects. Now, I do believe that brown and particularly black people have survival imprinted in their DNA. But we do need to be conscious. If we want to lower the maternal morbidity, mortality, if we want to lower our incidence of stress, if we want to lower our incidence of hypertension and diabetes, we need to consider what we're putting in our mouths. 
we need to lower our incidence of hypertension and diabetes. And do I believe that there's a direct cause and effect? I do believe that. Has it been proven? No. Um, Is it in the interest of the food industry or is it in the interest of even our government to identify this, to report, to do the research that clearly identifies ultra-processed foods as the causative agent for the multitude of medical problems that we face, particularly black people in this country? Is it? I don't think so. And so I am saying to you, consider the following. Studies have shown that over half of our calories are through the use of, is through eating ultra, ultra processed foods. And 90% of the sugar that we eat is through eating ultra-processed foods. And so just by eliminating or severely restricting the use of ultra-processed foods, um, this would encourage um, weight loss and all the other myriad of medical problems that we are seeing that are prevalent in our community and in this country. So food for thought. This is my conspiracy theory. I am saying to you, it's as simple as what we choose to put in our mouth. Don't choose ultra-processed foods for yourself. Mm -hmm.